Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Aram, Aram the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, Solomon the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph, Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uzziah, Uzziah the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Selathiel, Selathiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Mathen, Mathen the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. The Gospel of the Lord. We have this genealogy in Matthew's Gospel. It's very important because it introduces not just the Gospel of Matthew, but the entire New Testament. Even though it's long and sometimes can get tedious, it's extremely important because it is this providence of God who is working all things for good according to his loving purpose. Now notice that there are 14 generations from Abraham to the highest point of Israel's existence, King David. This is the kingdom that was united, controlled all the other nations. But then we go from David, 14 generations, to the low point of Israel's history, the exile into Babylon because of their great sin. Then we have 14 generations from the low point of the exile now to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Three times 14. Why 14? Because the letters for David in Hebrew have the numerical value of 14, and 3 times 14 equals perfection. So there's a structure to this genealogy. So it's meant to make a point. Also within these generations, we find a number of women who have very checkered histories. And they're not Jews, so Tamar, for example, was a Canaanite, and she was left childless by the death of her husband. She disguised herself as a prostitute, 
and seduced her father-in-law Judah to bear a child. And then we have Rahab, who was another Canaanite, who was a real prostitute, who hid the spies when they came into the Promised Land and protected them. Ruth was from Moab, another foreigner, but she was important because she came with her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to the land of God, Israel, and ended up marrying Boaz, who was the kinsman redeemer. So we have in this whole genealogy outsiders, foreigners, checkered histories, but it all foreshadows why Jesus came into the world to save not only those who were righteous, but those who were unrighteous, those who were foreigners, those who were excluded, Gentiles, and invite them into the kingdom of God. We also, of course, have Mary, who is the climax of this whole genealogy as well. She has a checkered history in the sense that she gives birth to Jesus. Now, she is married in a sense. She's betrothed to Joseph, but it, it still would have been very unusual at that time. So, what does this mean for us? Even though we may have a checkered history, we made decisions that were not good, God is always trying to save us. And he will work through generations in order to do it. So the decisions we make today in our generation will have an important part to play in future generations. And that's what we see in the first reading from the book of Genesis, where we have Jacob on his deathbed. He gathers his 12 sons around him. He's going to apportion the inheritance. But he doesn't choose the firstborn, because the firstborn and the secondborn were violent sinful and they separated themselves but he goes to the fourthborn to judah and judah is raised up and judah now will become part of this great genealogy so let us thank god that he has chosen us this genealogy is still ongoing the salvation history is not over we're part of the action the decisions we make today are very important so let's thank god open our hearts for forgiveness and tell god We'll always do the right thing, always choose the good. Let us pray.